You're watching the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates' Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now here's today's lesson. And good afternoon, brothers and sisters. This is Eric Walton, your man from jail ministry with the Word of God. Coming at you one more time. Um, take your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter 2. We will not delay. Y'all pray for me. I broke my arm while I was trying to trim the tree. And uh, wasn't here last week, but we're back this week. Thank God for that. And uh, you know what? Sometimes we take it for granted that we're going to do certain things. And the truth of the matter is we don't know what we're going to do. We don't know what's going to happen five minutes from now. Uh, the title of the message today is Results of Fatherlessness. And uh, I heard some very disturbing news. And uh, I always like to be upbeat. The Word of God is always yes and yay. And it's wonderful and it's great and it's, it's fabulous, you know. And uh, I thank God uh, I got saved 42 years ago when I was 20. I thank God my wife saved. Uh, I thank God we had four children and they're saved. And uh, I thank God they're living for God still. Um, but uh, I just heard some disturbing news. And uh, the Lord brought this message to my heart. I walked in the studios of uh, jail ministry to record now. And uh, 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 found out some more disturbing news. That a, a young lady had hurt herself and hurt her children and and her, her, her mother is going to, the grandmother's going to have to take the kids. The woman's in jail and uh, disturbing news. And, and guess what? The children and the woman were without the father. He's not in the house. If you're in Genesis chapter 2, go to verse 18. And we want to see how God started everything out. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet. Comparable to him. Now, he's talking about Adam. Eve has not been created yet. The six days over with, or the seven days are over with. This is later on. We don't know how much later on. He's going to make Eve in a second. Skip over to verse 21. He's going to make somebody for Adam. Adam got done naming all the animals. There was a male and a female. But for him, there was nobody like him or comparable to him. Amen. This is the foundation and the starting of humanity. God does not make any mistakes. God said, let us make man in our image, in the likeness of us, body, soul, and spirit. So verse 21 says, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Uh, this is the first surgery. And uh, uh, verse 22 then the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman. God fashioned that into a woman. Man was made by God out of the dust of the ground. Woman was made by God from man. God didn't need a woman. Man needed a woman. And in order for man to do what he needed to do for God, to be what God wanted to be for him, you need a woman. So I'm going to give you one. He made the woman and he brought her to the man and Adam said, watch verse 23, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, W-O-M-A-N, from man. 
because she was taken out of man. Watch verse 24. This is the way God planned things. As long as we follow His plan, everything works out all right. When we start getting away from God's plan, things don't work out so all right. That was a horrible story I just told you a little while ago about a woman. The grandmother's in here uh, asking for prayer and taking the kids. Uh, the woman hurt the kids, hurt herself, would have did more damage. And uh, she's all alone. Verse 24, Therefore shall a man leave uh, his father and mother, and shall be joined to his wife. One wife, not many wives. One man, one woman. And God has a woman he has made specifically for every man. Treat her right. Both of you treat each other right in the eyes of God. And they shall become one flesh. All's happening is the rib is coming back in. Coming back into the side. And they were both naked, the man and the wife, and were not ashamed. Let's have a word of prayer. God, thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for Jesus. Pray for those people that were just here, the lady and the, uh, the grandmother and uh, one of the jail ministry folks. And we pray for her as she tries to raise these children. We pray for her daughter that's incarcerated for obvious crimes and having some mental and emotional problems. Pray for jail ministry to say, see greater days ahead than behind. Let us stay faithful and true to the word of God. I pray, dear Lord, you would put a guard on my lips. Let me say just that which needs to be said. Touch hearts, souls, lives. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for him coming. Thank you for him dying, paying my sin debt and everyone else who, re who will receive him and believe in him. That he might be our Lord, Master and Savior. I pray we would pattern our lives after what you've given us here in your Bible. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So I just read the foundation of humanity. The building block of the family is the man and the woman following what God has said to do here in the Bible. The foundation of the church or the building block of the church is the family. If the family's out of order, the church is going to be out of order. The church will be no stronger than the families that make it up. The country will be no stronger than the families that make it up as we stand with Christ. All right. By the way, everybody thinks America is going down. We are going down. Why are we going down? Because we have walked away from the foundational truths of the Word of God and we've walked away from families the way God said a family ought to be. Now, I want to read some statistics to you that prove that we're going down. I'm not happy that we're going down. I'm not gloating. By the way, my family's doing great. My kids are living for God. My grandkids are saved. My wife's saved. My family's doing great. We're following God. We're doing the best we can. I did not say we were perfect. We're not sinless. We're doing great. We're following God. We got peace. I'm an old man. I'll probably die in a bed and happy and smiling. Amen. But the people that just left here were in tears because of the family and the destruction that's going on. Children born into a house without a daddy, seven times more likely to be in poverty. I say that men quit having babies out of wedlock, don't get a good abortion, get married and have kids. Amen. Do it the way God says told Adam to do right here. First two chapters of the book. He said it in chapter 1. He said it again in chapter 2. Here's the one. 
six times more likely to, make, to commit suicide. The woman that hurt her children who's in jail that we, that we were praying for, uh, 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 she was raised fatherless, and now she's had children, and her husband is, is, is or not husband, uh, the, the father of those children, is gone. Is gone. And the children are in the house alone, six times more likely to commit suicide. You don't know who she was. She tried to, she, she tried to kill her kids, and then she tried to kill herself. 50% more likely to commit crimes, the children that are born in these homes. To think that children are six times children. The number one killer of children is accidents. The number two is suicide. And sometimes it flips around. And you wonder to yourself, how in the world did we get like this? A child has everything to look for. Teenagers, they're in such despair, such loss, such pain, such agony. Depression, discouraged. It is shocking. Here a child with everything to look forward to in life is going out and killing themselves, getting on drugs, getting on alcohol. And of course I do jail ministry, 50% more likely to commit crimes. I talked to a young man, 27 years old. He said the first time he went to jail was when he was 17. He's been 20, uh, 23 times to the uh, prison system or jail system over here, and he's been to the state penitentiary. I said, uh, aren't you tired of doing this? He said, I was tired when I was 17. Born out of wedlock, born without a daddy, has no idea. Daddy's let me say something to you, and I'm going to read this when we turn over to Ephesians chapter uh, 6, 1 through 4. Daddy's sit down with your children every day and talk to them. What happened to you today? I know the mamas are doing it, but how about the daddy doing it? The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart. Train him up, encourage him, guide him, uh, 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 talk to him, discipline him, tell him, follow God, follow Christ. I'm not just talking about saying a prayer, asking Jesus to come. I'm talking about a life that is glorifying and honoring of God. Amen? He can pray to God, what job should I do? What woman should I marry? Where, where should I live? What country? What state? What? He can pray to God and he'll tell you everything. And everything will be all right. 52% fatherlessness now. Children born in a fatherless home. 52% more likely to become pregnant out of wedlock. Why are girls getting pregnant out of wedlock? They got daddy love issues. Amen? They're looking for daddy love. If they had a daddy in the house, my daughter didn't come pregnant out of wedlock. Uh, 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 you got daddy telling them, you're all right. Everything's going to be all right. Don't get in a rush. Wait. Usually when you rush, it turns into a mess. If you rush trying to cook something, it don't come out like you want it. If you take your time and patience, and by the same token with life, wait for God. Send the right one on by. Amen. What did he do with Adam? He brought Eve to Adam. Amen. And, Eve, and God, Adam was sitting there waiting and watching. Boom. There, God brings her right on by. Amen. God did that with me. Listen to this one. 60% of all rapists. All people incarcerated. These are the ones caught. 60% of them grew up at home without a father. 
Why are they so angry, so violent? Rape isn't about sex. Rape is about power. Why are they acting like this? They never saw a proper relationship between a man, a husband, and a wife. Amen? You're modeling and you're talking to him and telling him. Amen? How about asking, well, what happened to you today at school? What happened to you today while you was playing or whatever? What do you think about the ball game yesterday? Get them talking. How about, hey, son, let's read the Bible together. Hey, son, let's pray together. Hey, son, let's go to church together. What's wrong with having a relationship? What's your, how about just cutting up with them? Hey, son, you want to go outside and throw the ball a little bit? Yeah, daddy, that sounds great. But you got to be there to do these things, amen? And yes, it seems like a small thing, but it's so important. It's so important. Um, turn with me, if you would, to the aforementioned uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 6 over in the New Testament. And, and uh, you know, it says, children, obey your parents, you know, in the Lord and all this sort of thing. Um, oh, man. And, and I know the verse, but the, the point I'm making here, amen, we're talking about fatherlessness and the effects. When you, sit, when you see me sit here, and I've only went through a third of the, sti the statistics I've got already. Nobody debates these statistics. They were not put together by Christians or unsaved people. They were just put together. These are just the facts. There used to be a show on called Dragnet. And he used to say, we don't want anything, ma'am, nothing but the facts, just the facts. We are trying to have alternate lifestyles. Families not made up of uh, 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 the Judeo-Christian way, one man, one woman, and some children under one roof. 63% of suicides, there we're back to suicide again, I... I, I, I I cannot tell you, 63% of all suicide are teenagers. That is unbelievable. Somebody young, beautiful, strong, everything to look forward to. Why are you in such despair? Why are you, those children that just, their mother did those terrible things to her, cut their throats, but they survived. Those children will never be the same without Jesus. This will indelibly be on their hearts and minds. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Do you know God created children and they have a natural desire when they're young, when you're able to still train them, they have a natural desire to obey the parents. All right? And why does God want them to obey? You're going to train them up. You're going to train them up to follow God. All of my children got saved at a young age. And they got baptized at a young age. Saved is one thing. Baptism is just surrendering of your life to follow God. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. That means it's blessed. Honor your father and mother. Honor means it's more than just obeying them. I'm not going to do something because I think my mom and daddy might not like it. By the way, I want to say something else. When we were over there in a, a Genesis, the woman is the helpmeet. When you read all these passages, they're really for daddy's supposed to do it. Mama's going to help me do it. But in most families, 
We see the mama as the spiritual leader. We see the mama starting the conversations. We see the mama taking the children to church. I was just at a church. I visited a church on Sunday morning, and I saw this beautiful woman with three children. They were probably uh, 10, 8, and 6 years old, three little boys, and, and she was going to church and no man with her. I, I don't think she was unmarried. I think in this case the man just didn't go to church. 73% of children that go to church with daddy keep on going. Amen? 13% of children that go with mama keep on going after they turn 18. What does that mean? We want to keep our families intact. You know what? I don't, I don't necessarily feel it's wrong to stay in your marriage for your children. Amen? I think you ought to stay in it for Jesus Christ mainly. And the children and you and the, that all work together. Amen? Uh, verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment. Watch it. It is the first commandment. Honor your father. But the first commandment, what is that first commandment? That it may be well with you. You won't need to have drugs. You won't need to have alcohol. You won't need to have extramarital affairs and all this sort of thing. Amen? You won't need to have all this. That it may be well with you. That's part of the well there with you. And that you may live long. You'll have a long, happy life. My sister just celebrated her 81st birthday. Still sane of mind, still living on her own. She's not feeble, uh, not feeble of mind, not feeble of body. And she's able to go all over the place and do all sorts of things. She don't have Alzheimer's or uh, dementia or any of that other stuff. Her husband's 90. He does have some dementia and he is in a nursing home. Okay, but 90 years old? That's pretty good, I'd say. Amen. He done lived uh, 25 years after he retired. That it may be well with you and you live long on the earth. And here's the part I wanted to get to about dads again. This whole thing is really primarily to dad and mom's going to help me do these things. Amen. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. In other words, don't have unrealistic expectations for your children. Have realistic expectations for them. All right? I got twin boys on the tail end, and uh, they're both 24. One of them's a diesel mechanic, and one of them's a preacher. And uh, one of them's a bookworm, and one of them's a man of his hands. Amen? The guy that's a diesel mechanic, he can take an engine apart and put it together without a book. But man, you tell him to go write an essay, he's like, man, I ain't interested in that. The other guy, he couldn't put air in a tire. All right? But he can put together a message and exegete it and give you all the Greek and Hebrew and all this other stuff. Amen. So I don't expect more out of this one. He's a bookworm. He's a hands man. That is train them up in the way they should go. This one has a slant towards academics. This one has a slant towards uh, 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 things of the field and, and things of uh, uh, mechanics and so forth. So I encourage him this way, and I encourage him that way. I'm still encouraging them, and they're 24 years old, got their own houses. Uh, one of them's married, got his own wife, got his own house. The other guy, uh, he's, he, he lives with somebody, he rents a room from a lady, and, and, and I still encourage him. I want to look at my notes and make sure I ain't missing anything. And uh, uh, daily talk, lessons learned, La a, 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 a child. The things we do with them. I taught them how to cut grass. I taught them how to weed eat. I taught them how to put their belt on and keep their shirt and their belt and their trousers all in line. 
I taught him how to shake a man's hand, looking him in the eye at the same time. Not squeezing it like you're trying to kill it, but not a wimpy shake either. Amen. Why is that? Well, that's what you ought to teach a child. Amen. And, and as a consequence, when they meet somebody, they're not nervous or insecure or don't know how to act. They know how to act because they've seen me act and, they, and I've shown them how they should act. And now they're a man and they're doing the same thing. And they're very uh, liked. We got a little bit of time? Okay, amen. So uh, let me go on with the statistics, all right? Uh, uh, I'm going to do some more on verse 4 there. But 70% uh, of school delinquencies, children raised without a father. I wish I had all the women that of childbearing age that are planning, I wish they could all hear this and say, okay, let me make sure I'm going to do it God's way. I'm not having any children except in holy wedlock. Amen. And I want to make sure. Let me, let me, let me go a step further. I'm not going to have sex out of wedlock. Amen. You'll enjoy your sex life a whole lot better if it's just with the one that God made for you. Amen. 71% uh, of teen pregnancies happened while they were in a home with fatherlessness. And you're not going to tell me. I did not. Say, so I'm going to beat you tired of you if you go out there and have sex out of wedlock, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. I told him, I said, no, I love you, and God loves you more than I do. Don't go out and corrupt yourself, corrupt your body, corrupt your life. You might get AIDS, you might get VD, you might get some uh, 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 chlamydia or something else. And for a woman, you might damage and scar your fallopian tubes. A girl I went to nursing school with, she... Uh, uh, Live wild while she was in uh, her late high school years in college. She got married to the man of man, her dream man, and all this stuff. They wanted to have kids. They couldn't figure out why she was infertile. It turned out she had scarring in her fallopian tubes from an STD known as chlamydia, and it scarred her tubes. And her eggs could not come down and get impregnated. And she ended up she had an adopt adopt children, and there was no fixing it. I asked her, and I don't, I don't mean this in a mean way. Do you think the wildlife was worth it? She said, absolutely not. If I had it to do all over again, I'd do it like God says instead of like I say. That woman who just cut her children's throats and cut her own throat in a suicide attempt and uh, killing her kids out of some crazy thinking as she has no man in the house with her, with the kids, I bet she'd tell you if I could do it all over again, I do it the way God says. Um, amen. 73% of youth on youth violence. In other words, violence by juveniles against other juveniles. Uh, people less than 18, 20 years old. 73% of these kids that are doing it grew up in fatherless homes. They're looking for a family. They get the gang as a family. And they have gang violence, gang against gang. And they're out there killing one another. And you go, why are you doing that? Well, you know, the, the Crips, the Bloods, and all this. How about uh, Jesus' family, amen? How about the one you were born into? I don't know my daddy. Or he was hardly ever around. Or my daddy's in prison or in jail. Don't, don't, don't do this to your family. Don't do this to your children. Don't hurt them. Don't let this fall on them. Let them receive Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans 5, 12, Wherefore, by... One man, sin entered into the world. That's Adam. All right? Wherefore, my one is sin in the world. All right? But you know what? Another Adam came, and his name is Jesus Christ, the second Adam, theologically. 
He came. One Adam brought death. The other Adam brought eternal life. Not just life. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. How do I get more abundant life? Boy, I follow what Jesus said. I have a family like Jesus said. Some of y'all are saying I'm in jail or I'm in prison or this, that, or the other. I've already screwed up or I did this or I did that. Hey, let me say something to you. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Let's turn for Christ now. Some of this stuff, you may have grew up like me in a dysfunctional family. I didn't grow up in a family like I'm telling you about. My mom and daddy were married, but they didn't live together. It was hell on earth. I was stealing, selling drugs, doing drugs, women, drinking and carrying on until 20 years old when somebody told me about Jesus. From that day to this one, I've turned my feet to follow Christ. Amen. All you got to do is today is the first day of the rest of your life. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Surrender your life to Christ. He says, take my yoke upon you. It is light and easy. Take it on you. It won't hurt you. Look at what happened to this woman. Look at what happened to her children. I wondered if this was the right message. So the, 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 the two women were here praying and they left. And, and he was, uh, he the guy, Steve uh, Cannon, the, the, the director of uh, jail ministry, he was, he was telling me why they were, were here and what they were praying and crying about and all that. I said, well, guess what I'm going to preach on? Family. Guess what I'm teaching on? Family. Why, why are we in this mess? Why is she having this mess? Steve don't have a family like that. Why? He raised his kids for Christ. He's still married to the same woman. All right? They're still the grandkids. Every, everything's going great. Why? Uh, they got problems. but not, not overwhelming problems like we're talking about. We're cutting throats and, and, and going to prison and jail. And acting, acting totally psychotic under the influence of a demon. I got five minutes left. 73% of youth on youth violence. 86% of prison population is children born and raised fatherless. 90% of runaways are children without a dad. They are, it is unnatural. It is not the way God. It took two of us to make them. It takes two of us to raise them. My wife loves her children. Loves her husband. Loves our family. Love my wife, love my children, love my church, love my Jesus. And we're trying to raise them for Christ. Verse 4, and you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonishment of the Lord. Son, I hear what you're talking about doing. This is admonishment. I don't think it'll work. I don't think you ought to do that. I, 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 you're, you're older now. I'm praying and asking you. Consider what I'm saying. I still have influence like that with all of my grown children. Who do your grown children got to look back on? Well, as we close in Proverbs 22.6, I already quoted it. Train up a child in the way he should go. Train is the right path. Train him to follow the right path in life. Him or her. In the way the way his bent or slant is, or in the proper way that he should go. And when he is old, usually, when he is old, I'm a testimony. All four of my kids are still going to church now. They ain't never stopped. 
All four of them are baptized. All four of them are trying to live for God. And when he's old, he will not depart. Well, I appreciate your time. I pray you will not let these be dead, dead words. In James, it says, don't just be a hearer of this word. I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. I want you to pray and ask God to help you have a family like Christ designed from this day forward. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you for his death on the cross. We ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to work with us and our families. Help me have a family the way you want it, dear Heavenly Father. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Anoint me from on high. Empower me from on high. Guide me from on high. Help us read our Bibles every day together as a family. Help us pray every day as a family. Help us go to church uh, whenever the church doors are every time as a family. Help us stay together. Don't let, us, don't let the devil and his demons come in and tear up our happy home. And if it ain't a happy home, help us make it a happy home in Christ Jesus. If I'm not saved, dear Heavenly Father, today I believe that Jesus died for me as a substitute to pay my sin debt. I receive him and ask for forgiveness. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for your time. See you next week, Lord willing.